the mind of a child to accept that your body is beautiful right so what was your relationship with your body growing up when you were a child maybe yeah the physicality of it it's very interesting i'll actually follow up from what she said yeah uh, your daughter is five years old yeah <clears throat> and it's interesting that one of the fathers of psychology sigmund freud talked about that too and of course it's a western it's a western theory and even when we were taught about it in school and we were reading about it it was so foreign to us so there's something he was calling the oedipus complex and the electra complex so young boys at five years old are unconsciously sexually attracted to their mother but they know that their mother is with the father So because of that fear they start having a relationship with their father that's actually five year boy five year old boys go to their father and they want to wear the same shoes the same clothes and they're forming that relationship to hide that guilt that I'm sexually attracted to my mother my father might castrate me but how does a five year old child know what attraction is and that's the reason why she was saying it's very unconscious that's even mm. when when you're trying to remember it i think even for the man if yeah. you can't like i was sexually attracted to my mom that's so wrong yeah but then he also talked about young girls at that particular age have penis envy hmm. because they see like the penis is superior then five-year-old girls start hating their mom because they feel like their mother castrated them of their penis and give them a vagina which is less superior so they start envying the penis so it's very interesting that a 5 year old child comes and says like my vagina is bad and apparently according to sigmund freud at that age uh young girls are envying the other friends of theirs mm. who are boys and they have a penis is it the 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 fact that the vagina is internal and the penis is external i have no idea uh, one person was saying uh, one of the superiority of the penis is you can go pee standing <laughs> as in it is so freeing i do not even when i was thinking about it i was like do you know much of a privilege that is to a man this <laughs> good to, to behind a chair is so pain you're done yeah. it's so freeing but then when 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 now when young girls are not uh brought from that yeah and they're calling it fixation so when they're fixated their vagina is bad then you grow up just knowing your vagina is bad and i think also you've mentioned about um something that touches on grouping grouping complex i was watching a documentary about um women in um, it was about education and how girl child have to be given the opportunity to to access education and in somali uh, women are taught not to walk alone because you are weak you are stronger when you walk the many of you so that you can protect each other or um just buy yourself from abuse when you are together and that made me feel some type of way because then why can't i just exist as a woman and move freely because of the nature of my my body and the vulnerability that has been tied 
to the mere fact that I am a woman, right? I am seen, my body is seemed as um, a vessel for abuse, a vessel for uh, somebody just take advantage of vulnerability and stuff like that. So um, maybe Eric, you can mention about how that you growing up and your relationship with your body to grouping uh, now into teenagehood um, and even the superiority that maybe your penis is giving you as a man when you are a child. So... Mm. There's something about boys that I learned, I, I read in a research that when boys are younger, they have very, they, their friendships are very tight. You know? mm-hmm. Remember like when we were five, six, seven, our buddies were like some kind of gods, man. Like mm-hmm. life, come on, Kevo, you go around, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just looked like, no, yeah, man, we yeah, have to go for him. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was so genuine, so pure. We wanted good for each and other. I we see protected it with my each brother. other. He exactly. comes, they come looking for each other yeah. because yeah. they can't play. play without, has to work. Yeah. And even like, even when we had groupings around, around boys, they were like, I'm protecting my people. These yeah. are my people. You guys are those guys. And, you know, you have your own ecosystem going on. Yeah. Um, but as boys got into their adolescent years, these groupings started changing because of you know the complexities of adolescence and everything and all of a sudden now we want to really emulate the adult males around us mm-hmm. um and now we are starting to look at each other with competitive eyes mm-hmm. yeah so now nelson is no more now it's about how much more i can get you know, than Nelson, mm-hmm. right? And that is in terms of um, favor from other boys, mm-hmm. favor from, you know, attention from girls, mm-hmm. you know, favor mm-hmm. from adults, mm-hmm. all those complexities. My voice is changing and our voices change very differently. The same way with girls also, yeah. you know, yeah. breasts don't just pop out in yeah. the same rate. Yeah. So now you're being told, um, it's until your voice breaks that now you can, you know, start to muscle up. Now you're a better guy or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so for those who are slower, they had to look for other ways to compensate, you know, to, yeah. to belong, to feel like. So all that is competition. You know, so you... that's where we see, uh, I think, the development of anger the development of inferiority complex. And even for women, we go through the grouping. But I think um, there was a conversation the other day where a man was saying uh, women struggle with grouping even now. Because you see men have tight knit circles as they grow now into adulthood where they help each other or open new opportunities for each other. But women from a young age, we're competing for the attention because I think our bodies, my boobs are smaller. We were taught that when you're in adolescent, when you're growing up, you uh, there is this expectation that now as the men are breaking their voices, now our, our hips need to be bigger and our boobs need to be now uh, protruding, right? So maybe... Um, Nero, you can tell us about your body politics uh, into adolescence and how grouping has affected you maybe even now as you're looking back uh, into your adolescent journey. Okay, again, I'd like to um, reference my daughter when he was talking about young boys. Yeah. 
there's a book I'm reading about raising up, raising kids in a very healthy environment. And it mentions that at five to six years, young girls already in a class can know who's the most beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. And they want to be associated with the most prettiest girl. Mm-hmm. And I noticed when I was asking my daughter when she comes before Corona, I used to ask her, um, friend, who's your friend? And she would tell me, Natalie. And then I would ask her, Natalie, how does she look? She, ako brown, ako you know? Wow. You see? <laughs> so I noticed, and she, and then there was a time we went for a, a clinic. So I went to school. And then you would see, see Natalie is there. You see these sorority girls. Yeah. She's on, eh, let us play. And everyone is following <laughs> Natalie. You see? So I was like, oh my God. So how do I also tell her and reinforce the fact that she's also beautiful yeah. and make her feel comfortable with her own space? You get. Mm. So personally for me, I remember um, I started my periods very late. So I was in a boarding school and I used to see everyone has started their periods and my, my chest was flat. So, and we had shaved. So I literally used to look like a boy. And you see how my teeth are, are made I was skinny, so I used to look like a pregnant tease, let me just say that. <laughs> so I'm not the prettiest in the class, obviously. So People, your relationship with your body was already... It was already... It was, it was in an non-existent at that point yeah. because... People having hips, I'm seeing breasts, people are talking about their periods. I'm just like, okay, What's when happening? is this going to happen for me, you know? Yeah. So I remember I used to go home and my mother would send me to the shop. It's It's... 95 degrees outside, it's so hot. But me, I'm in a huge... I think if that's the same thing, I think it has never escaped from me because mm-hmm. look at me right now, honestly, you get. Mm-hmm. So I, I used to wear very huge jackets because I'd noticed that my breasts were growing and I was like, why, why is this happening, honestly? But then you still wanted them to grow because you felt left behind. Then yeah. when they grew, you, I was you like, also not connected. I was not to, connected to yeah. because I was like, I don't want this to happen. Mm. But then I still want to be part of this group of girls and be like, I belong to that, you know, yeah. that social group. Yeah. But then I didn't know how to connect, you know. Yeah. So up to now, and also now having a big body, you see, you still have to fight for your language to be accepted yeah. with, because there's this standard of beauty. You have to be look a certain yeah. way. Yeah. So it's, it's a battle we have to keep on fighting as women, you know, so that's where I am right now.